Welcome back to another episode of Checking In. In studios today we have Darcy Yo with Bliss Bakery. Thank you very much for joining us, Darcy. Thanks for having me. So you have uh, an interesting story that I have had the privilege of following. Just I get little opportunities throughout the years that we get to connect and I've really appreciated knowing you and uh, certainly frequent your location. So I, I hope you will, um, and I know you will, share some information with us today. So thank you. Absolutely. So Darcy, you have, um, am I correct that there's four owners in the company? So there's uh, two owners, Barry and myself, my okay. husband and myself, and then we have uh, two partners that we've brought on that have worked with us and have put so much into the business that they are part of the business as well. So we work as a leadership team. Okay. And were they part of it when you first started it? No, actually. Okay. Uh, Monica, who's our bistro and catering manager now, she started with us as a part-time sandwich maker probably about a year or so after we first opened. Okay. And uh, she worked very hard. She's just the type of person who has all these ideas and wants to bring them to the table and, and you could not restrain her. She really, she took that whole area over and grew that side of the business and then developed the catering end of the business. And we wanted to make her a partner in the organization because of all of her hard work and her continued passion. So I actually want to highlight that because I think there's opportunity for anybody that is an employee in a business when they when they try and improve it, improve efficiencies, grow divisions, grow revenue, there's there's opportunity for advancement. And and I think that um, I think that's a good thing for, for people to hear that watch this video because I don't know, did you, uh, when you and Barry were looking at starting the company, uh, was one of the things on the list find an employee that's really invested and <laughs> make them partner? No. Or, <laughs> right? So it naturally evolves and you reward uh, those that lean in and help you because it's a hard That's, journey. It is a hard journey. Can be. It is a hard journey for sure. So you and um, where did you come from? Where did you guys move from? We moved here from Vancouver like a lot of people. We had lived uh, in a number of places and including overseas for a while and uh, were in the high-tech industry in Vancouver and decided that we wanted a change of change of pace, so to speak. So I think high tech in Vancouver. <laughs> to bakery, I know it's a jump. Have you have either of you been exposed to restaurant? Did you grow up in it? How why that vertical? Uh, well Barry Barry's parents when he was a kid, had a Buns Master. I don't know if you remember the Buns Master bakeries or I not. Do. I do. I can have, you know, <laughs> have have the jingle going through my head now. I won't sing it for you. But <laughs> so they had, he grew up working in the bakery with his his dad, okay. and that's where he was first exposed to it. And then from there, his life continued in um, working working in bakeries. He had a muffin break down in Victoria. We lived in Australia for a while and he worked in a commercial bakery there. So he really grew his baking skills because Bunsmaster is a mix-based 
uh, type of bakery and he went on to get his red seal so he is one of I think there's like 18 uh, red seal certified master bakers in the province but and then in between there he actually started working with point-of-sale software systems and he worked with uh, Squirrel for a while okay and then went on to work with a, a recreational recreation software and municipal software company in Vancouver in Vancouver okay yeah. and then you guys uh, decide that you you want to come to a little bit slower paced well what I what actually happened the the dirt yeah. on it so yes. so Barry was a consultant and project manager for the software company we actually worked for the same company and I was in sales and marketing and he was traveling about four weeks out of four and I was traveling one week out of four we used to get together on weekends to fight and then you know we'd go our separate ways and we really we realized that while well the income was lovely uh, that it wasn't doing our marriage any good and that we had to make a choice right it was like sure. do you want this or do you want to continue doing what we're doing and go our separate ways and we decided that we wanted the marriage and so did a lot of soul searching uh, in terms of what the next step is, what's the next thing in our lives uh, that we could do together. And the original idea was to move to Kelowna and open up a, a little dessert shop downtown. Okay. And because of his background in baking, and I enjoy doing cake decorating and the like, but we, we couldn't find the location that we were looking for. Uh, we just had something in our heads and a friend of ours said well you know I'm sorry that you weren't able to find what you're looking for come to my parents place in Peachland for a glass of wine and we'll go to the Gasthouse restaurant for dinner and I'm like what's a Peachland oh. <laughs> we'd never been oh. there before okay and so we went and had our glass of wine and I can still remember standing on their deck looking at the lake and going this is it like this, this is, is what it. I want yeah. and driving down to the Gasthouse where Bliss is now on the mm -hmm. corner, mm -hmm. empty dirt lot with the blue construction fence up around it, and uh, Barry stopping the car and going, "Oh yeah, this is this is the place." And it just kind of rolled out from there. It was never we were never supposed to have four locations. That was never the plan. It was supposed to be the little village bakery where, you know, we he'd come in and bake, and I'd run the front, and and that was the original plan that we had in our heads so best laid plans but I love that because you you uh, I often say trust the universe I do yes Things do just happen the way they're supposed to happen for for reasons sometimes not all the time so you find this beautiful beautiful location that just feels right and you and you build the one and only bliss bakery there and the community and I mean more than Peachland the, the Okanagan community comes. There are lineups. We love it. We have, uh, and I know this from my husband, we jump on our motorbike and we go to Peachland. We go to Bliss Bakery to have our coffee and our and our dessert. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, so, so I know what you and Barry created. I know the community or the region nodded that yes they liked what you did so you're not a you're not just a everyday ordinary bakery no and that was really important that was 
part of the, we want it to be different and unique, but we had certainly values that we were bringing mm -hmm. to it. And we wanted to produce food that was clean food. And this was, I wouldn't say it was before the big rush into, you know, natural and local yeah. and, and that side, but it was before people were really aware of hydrogenated oils. Mm. And that was a big thing uh, for us to make sure that we were not using products that had hydrogenated oils in them, things that didn't contain chemicals. I had gone through some food allergy stuff that had us reading food labels. And that was a precursor to, to opening because it made us really aware of the things that go into our food. and we were both really shocked by how much stuff that's not food is in our food. And we wanted to create amazing, wonderful tasting food made from great ingredients. And that became a real focus for us. And so Barry is very focused on the food. He's a wonderful cook and wonderful baker. I am not. I would say he <laughs> loves to cook and I love to eat, so it works out very well between us. Uh, we also wanted to create what I what we refer to as a bliss experience. So when you come in, it's not just it's not just about great food, and not just about great coffee. It's about the whole experience, and Peachland really allowed us to deliver that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, this year, are you year fifteen? Yes. This is a milestone it, year for you. <laughs> yes. It, it, we were going to have a big party and do all kinds of stuff, and COVID kind of derailed that. So, I think but, that's a common theme. We weren't feeling like celebrating right at no, that point. Because no. that was right at the end of June. June, end of June would have been your, yeah. was your 15th year anniversary. Yes. Okay. So, um, Peachland, how long did you have Peachland before a second opportunity came or you opened a second location? We were in Peachland for eight years okay. before we opened up another location. It's a seasonal business. Yes. It's very seasonal. Yes. Three months are really busy. Four months. So what happens, spring break and Easter, there's mm -hmm. like a, a perk. Okay. So things start, you can start to feel things bubbling along. Yeah. We get into June. Once the school's, uh, once school is out, it's full on. Yeah. And that lasts until Labor Day long weekend, generally school. speaking. And yeah. then it's like someone turns off the tap. Isn't that something? And then through September and early October when the weather, if we have a year where the weather is good, we'll still stay very busy. We get a lot of European travelers coming over. Mm -hmm. We find they travel a lot. Mm -hmm. People who don't have children will take mm -hmm. their holidays during that time. Uh, but once you're into November, it's very, very, very different, quiet. completely different business than what you're running in August. The eight years that you were running uh, the Peachland location, if I call that your practice or your off-Broadway, you were learning how to be successful in business. Uh, any nuggets you can share with us that maybe you didn't see coming or that was unexpected or that you learned on the fly? We, I think it was a learning experience right from day one. I think if we had realized 
all the things that we didn't know and didn't have, we probably wouldn't have done it, but we didn't know. <laughs> ignorance is bliss. So uh, always, I mean, it's kind of like traveling, take half as much stuff and twice as much money. And so didn't have the capital to start. Mm -hmm. um, had the banks, I actually, we actually had a banker actually laugh at us when we went to see if we could get financing for the business. I heard that before from you. Yeah. yeah. So that was, I mean, that was an interesting experience. Thankfully, Barry and I are both incredibly stubborn. And when we decide to do something, that's just it. We will bang on every single door that we can find. So after being turned down by every financial institution, uh, we connected with Community Futures and the Business Development Bank of Canada. Mm -hmm. and. They, they liked our business plan and the vision that we had. Mm -hmm. And Brian Kemp uh, mm -hmm. at BDC mm -hmm. reached out to David Scott, who was still there at the time. Mm -hmm. And they managed to put together a package for us that allowed us to get started. And if it wasn't for them, we would never have been able to open. Okay. Um, so I guess first is to make sure that if you've got a vision and a dream and something you want to do, don't let not having money stand in your way. There's like there's a way to make it happen, but you have to be tenacious and work for it and lift up every stone to find it sometimes. So, When did you decide you wanted a second location? And whose idea was that? That's a little more complicated. Mm -hmm. So. About that, probably a year and a half to two years maybe before we opened the second location, I was diagnosed with MS. And I was very, very sick at the time. I didn't know that, Darcy. So we were trying to run the business and I was on the floor. But unfortunately, the, the MS kind of intervened where I wasn't able to walk or I wasn't able to speak. And it was, we decided that it was either, okay, we're gonna sell the business or we have to grow it. We have to grow it to the point where I'm no longer on the floor working and, and serving customers and pulling, pulling shifts on the floor. And so we did, we did actually try to sell it. And at that time, it didn't sell. Selling a business can be a real challenge. And uh, so we grew it. And that was why we opened up another location. So, which sounds a little counterintuitive in some ways, but you have to figure out what's gonna get you to your goal. And so we opened up the location on Ellis mm -hmm. was the next location. It was supposed to be at Sopa Square, mm -hmm. but then that was at the point where Sopa Square fell Went off the rails. Quite yeah. a few owners. Revisions and yes. owners and things. Yeah. The vision there changed a lot. Yes, it did. So we opened the location at Ellis at the same time that we opened up our new commissary kitchen over in West Kelowna because Peachland was no longer large enough for us to do all the baking in. And I'm trying to remember, I'm pretty sure we opened them on the same day. Like it was oh, Darcy. <laughs> That'd be fine. <laughs> so so we did we did that and Ellis has been awesome. Ellis has been a great location and it's so interesting because it's changing so much down there. Isn't All the it? buildings, every time I drive mm -hmm. down there, I feel like I'm in a different city. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. So, it is exciting. It's the, wonderfully exciting. Yeah, the growth in our downtown, uh, I know 
um, it, I think, uh, is certainly exciting. The more people we have down there, the more things there are to do. I like the energy that's coming out of our downtown. I think it's really positive. Um, now the COVID. I, I didn't want to step into the COVID conversation, but it, because I know it's everything that everyone's hearing, but I, I think it's um, deeply impacted many, mm -hmm. if not all businesses. Along comes March. <laughs> oh. And along came March. And along yeah. came March. And I think it's, it's been an interesting experience. And at the beginning of it, um, it was very hard to see any positive. We were talking about the universe taking care of you and things happening for a reason. And I think that for a lot of people, COVID has been like that. So COVID, we closed everything down and Barry and I continued to work uh, operating just the kitchen. We laid off all of our staff and um, wanted to ensure that we were still present somehow in the market and mm -hmm. we shutting down completely and then reopening would have been really challenging just because of the business mm -hmm. so he and i worked seven days a week um to keep the kitchen open and yeah it it was such a strange time really when you look back on it um trying to figure out what the next step was and what was going to happen next. And we just knew that there was no way that we were closing. We just, we, we decided that there was no way we were gonna lose our business over it. And that has been the mantra, I think, mm -hmm. of, of 2020, is that we are not giving up and we'll do whatever we can to keep the business going. Um, so it came to, you know, working with landlords uh, in order to try and find uh, accommodation there, uh, working with suppliers uh, in order to ensure that we could continue getting flour. And out of that, little things happen. So we make our sourdough from very traditional. It's 15 years old. It gets fed every day. Uh, his name is Darwin. <laughs> Seriously, and but we couldn't get the organic flour that we needed, and so Barry had to go around to different stores uh, getting the organic flour in small bags. As you can imagine, we get very large bags of flour, but to get enough flour so that we could continue to feed Darwin, so we could continue to make our sourdough bread. And he had to get whole wheat at one point because that was all he could find, and it actually, it's strengthened the sourdough like it's made the sourdough it's given it more uh, oh. more fuel it's, it, it's made it a stronger starter so it, it has changed the bread for the better and so that's become a, a permanent part of the repertoire of the bread that we're making so little things like that uh, I think are little gifts from COVID I think that being able to be closed for an extended period of time allows you to make changes that are too hard to do while you're running, right? Doing things while you're running, uh, it, you talk about them, but they may not necessarily get implemented. When everything stops, 
you can look at things and go, why are we doing that? We're not mm -hmm. making any money doing that. It takes an incredible amount of time and labor doing that. We should stop doing that. And, and we've been able to make some of those changes in our business as well. And that's positive. That's exciting. And I, again, I think, um, to your point, I think when, when you hit this um, cement wall that immediately stops the pattern and the normal and the routine that you have in your business, you do stop and you look around because you're not um, serving customers or you're not doing your, your cash outs and your tills or you're not planning for your next opening of your day and and when you're when you're on that go 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 you you don't just stop and pick up a Netflix series or something no it, it's it's interesting how many people have done that it, for us with our 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 crew our our staff members how many of them took that time and you know, somebody here has decided to start their own business. Somebody here has decided to go back to school. You know, this person's going to move overseas. Okay, maybe not that one. But it, people have, have taken the time pause where there's a pause mm -hmm. and have used it to reflect and figure out where do they want to be? Am I in the right place in my life right now? Mm -hmm. And uh, for us, it it strengthened our resolve with the business. And for other people, it made it them realize that they needed to move on to something else mm. and mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of value in that I think it should sure that when we're talking about COVID and all the bad things that have come with it there there are good things if we open ourselves to it absolutely absolutely uh, what does the next five years look like for Bliss Bakery it's funny we've been talking about that and I know you're supposed to say, oh, we're gonna open up a whole bunch more locations. And I'm not, I don't think that that's the route that we're going to go. Um, right now, I have to admit that we're still very nose down. Mm -hmm. We need to get through the winter mm -hmm. to see what this new reality looks like. Um, is it gonna be a situation where Takeout windows become part of the norm of business. Uh, without having the seating inside, how much space do you need for a coffee shop? Mm -hmm. uh, is a coffee shop and cafe, bakery, bistro, where is that break even if you can only have 50% capacity? So the summer has been, uh, has been solid for us, which has been a nice surprise. Uh, we're obviously we're down from last year, but mm -hmm. but not where we thought we might be, and the winter is going to be the the telling point about where things go. Have you seen or do you have a sense of more um, loyalty from locals? Do you see more or different faces coming in in? Lots of regulars. Lots of regulars coming in. Lots yeah. of people who are like, you know, we've missed you. We're so glad that you're open. Um, and down at our downtown location, um, it was quite slow to get going down there. Mm. But now that the kids have gone back to school, we've seen a big uh, uptick in numbers. Mm -hmm. Because of the location where it is, I 
think perhaps what's happened is that people's children have gone back to school and now they've gone back to work. Mm -hmm. And so that has brought that demographic back into the downtown core. And so we're seeing a lot of those people coming in at that location. And then Peachland is, uh, this, Peachland is just lots of people. So people visiting, people from Alberta, people um, from out of town, as well as all of our locals, so, which has been great. That is good. It is. And, and I think much needed, especially uh, to make sure that, that the consumers of the, of the local businesses know how important that dollar spend is there. We've got to, we've got to make an intention and a, and a plan to come out into community and try and spend if we can spend. If we can, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think that uh, something that I see is with COVID is that it presents a very unique opportunity for small businesses um, to, to hang on to their market share. Mm -hmm. um, that it is the nationalization of all of our stores, the globalization of stores, that it puts a lot of pressure on small business to continue to exist. And, you know, uh, the large national brands are going to be able to much they're going to be able to weather that storm much easier than a small business is. Mm -hmm. And so that that trend that we see of these large um, brands. brands coming in, yeah. uh, it's another, it's another, I shouldn't say an opportunity, it's another point that, that makes it harder for small business to continue. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if people are always aware of that. It's um, the, the challenge as a small business that you have in order to retain that market share and to retain your place in, in people's minds. Mm -hmm. uh, because getting mind share is harder and harder it is. and more and more expensive. And I love your billboards and your, oh, and your cute messages that you have because that helps with, with... We try and have fun. With mind share. Have, have you had the opportunity to um, add additional services or um, shift business to to continue to be viable. We've we've had to. Yeah. When we were um, when we were closed and the stores were open, we had to find a way to generate more revenue, and we started doing uh, what we call heat and eat meals. So you can actually come in. We do these beautiful entrees with like mashed potatoes and roast chicken with gravy and peas. Uh, there's um, chicken cordon bleu mac and cheese made with white wine. Uh, different, we've got a couple of vegan options, uh, shepherd's pies. So getting into that meal market. So you don't want to go to the supermarket because you don't want to be around a bunch of people, but you want a nice dinner. So this is something you can just take home, pop in the oven, and you are you're set. You're all good to go. And it and it still follows your principles and your your core values around clean eating and knowing what's going in the ingredients. It still aligns. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So they're tasty is, meals. Is it through subscription, or you make as much as you can, and when it's sold, it's sold. We make as much as we can, and it goes into our freezer at our ah. kitchen. 
Uh, so there's a freezer at our central kitchen and then a freezer in Peachland, which I don't think a lot of people realize. Mm -hmm. And we uh, have all different kinds of meals and grab-and-go items in there that you can take. And we found that when everything was shut down, that was it became very, very popular. And people were coming in just for that. So it was a whole other side of the business that we had talked about but hadn't explored. And it was that impetus to get us going there. And that's interesting because we, we have ideas and we know that we're going to get to them. Uh, but I, I would suggest that our hand was forced. And I do know, or I, I hear your sector, your industry is doing really well in that takeout component. And, and I was thinking, um, uh, not all restaurants, can move into that takeout. I mean, you don't maybe want a steak uh, to go. No. But but I think what you have here with your heat and eat meals, <laughs> uh, I think your customers are, are giving you the nod that they approve, that they like it, and that it's a, a good pivot. Pivot being the popular term Is in it? these unprecedented <laughs> times. <laughs> Darcy, thank you so much for coming in and spending time with us. Uh, we really appreciated having you today. Thanks so much for having me, Nikki. Thanks. It's been fun.